Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the film critic for the website Quipster.net. Thanks so much for listening. I hope that you enjoy this review. If you do, please click the subscribe button, and I'll continue to deliver all of the latest film reviews downloaded into your podcast player all throughout this year and hopefully beyond. Also, if you prefer these reviews in written form, you can go to my website and catch them at Quipster.net. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. And while you're there, check out over 3,800 other film reviews that I've been doing since 1996. Today, for the Quipster Film Review Podcast, I'm going to be reviewing the third film in a series, and it's been a long time since we've seen the second film, which was considered a major disappointment, and no, I am not talking about the film that I reviewed on my last podcast, which was Bridget Jones's Baby, I'm talking about Blair Witch. It's a horror film. It's R-rated because of language, terror, and some disturbing images. It runs an hour and 29 minutes. The cast includes a bunch of people you probably don't know that well. James Allen McCune, Callie Hernandez, Brandon Scott, Corbin Reed, blah, blah, blah. Director is Adam Wingard, and the screenplay is by Simon Barrett. Now, I watched, and I modestly enjoyed at the time, The Blair Witch Project, It was a unique take in cinema back in 1999, but since then, I've never chosen to revisit it. I mean, it didn't really have a great story. The direction was not really compelling because it was supposed to be found footage. You know, there really aren't any of those aspects of films that generally makes me want to take a second look at it months or years or whatever, decades later. That was a breakthrough film in a certain respect, but it really didn't have much going else for it other than this incredibly good idea for a new or novel kind of so-called found footage movie. It was marketed very well, and it was kind of a little engine that could. It was a big film at the time, even though most people consider it a gimmick film that has been done to death and probably wish it never existed because of the slew of copycats that we've seen over the last 17 years. So with that, now we have 2016's Blair Witch. This is a sequel to The Blair Witch Project, and I'm going to pretend that the previous moronic sequel called Book of Shadows Blair Witch 2 does not exist for the purpose of this review, because the makers of this film forget it exists anyway. But... Interestingly enough, while I have just told you that I've never seen the 1999 original a second time, I don't know if I can still make that claim because this 2016 Blair Witch seems like it's just a rehash of the original. So pretty much the same deal, but with different characters, better use of cameras, but the same basic formula, same basic plot outline. So I feel like it's the same thing, except without that newness or novelty to it. As with the 1999 film, we're greeted with a title blurb that informs us that what we're about to watch is footage that was found in the woods of Burkittsville, Maryland, a.k.a. the Black Hills Forest. We see the beginnings of this footage at the home of a 20-ish aged man named James. He's seen a YouTube video that gives him a clue that his sister, Heather, who was in the first film, she's been missing since trying to document the origins of the Blair Witch, Well, maybe she's still alive in those woods. So he ends up embarking on this quest to go find his sister, and he seeks the assistance of his filmmaker friend Lisa to try to record their travels, to make it into a documentary of their reuniting or whatever. And then they end up traveling to the area to meet with the YouTuber who shot the footage. James is bringing along his friends Peter and Ashley in tow. They get plenty of their questions answered. 
in due course, but not exactly the way that they wanted. I won't say more than that, even though if you've seen the first film and if you've seen any film, any horror film of found footage variety in the last 15 plus years, you know exactly where things are going to go. Now, Blair Witch, this 2016 version has had film critics who've championed the work of its director, Adam Wingard, as well as its screenwriter, Simon Barrett, perplexed because... You know, film critics have said that Wingard and Barrett have the talent, they have the vision to be at the forefront of the horror genre of of filmmaking. If only they could be given a high-profile franchise to sink their teeth into. You know, they're basically indie horror filmmakers and have gained notoriety as such. But critics think that they could really re-energize the horror industry if they were given a little bit more influence into a big property. So yeah, Blair Witch is certainly a known quantity. I mean, everybody knows about the Blair Witch Project if you're into horror films at all, or if you haven't been completely asleep for the last 20 years. But the problem is that most of the reasons why Wingard and Barrett's films like Your Next and The Guest caught on with critics had been because those were movies that were very formula in certain respects. They were genre excursions, but they were very cinema literate in their approach. There were a lot of references to other films that they were implementing into the course of a more bare-bones horror movie plot. This movie strips away all of those meta-textures and employs a much more straightforward approach that rehashes the vibe and the tempo that the Blair Witch Project had already laid out about 17 years prior. So for what you're wanting from a Blair Witch film is a host of boring, irritating young characters, nausea-inducing shaky cam action, some jump-scare noises that don't really have anything accompanying them to be truly scared about, and this plot that doesn't really kick in until well beyond the threshold of caring a lick about what happens then this 2016 rehash is made for you. There are a few new technological things that have been added in the interim. You know, we get GPS positioning that ends up not working in this locale that has no signal. We get Bluetooth earpiece cameras to give us more POV shots and end up adding more unattractive digital artifacting to complement the overall shakiness There's this drone that's used that ends up really having no real purpose in the film except to elevate the cinematography to show the forest from above. It's kind of a disappointment that there are new toys to play with, but they don't really enhance the film except for, you know, better digital photography, I guess. If you're wanting from a Blair Witch film in 2016 a further exploration of the Blair Witch legend, for instance, or the origins, or to even learn more about what happened to the cast of the original film or how their families coped with it since their absence... There's not a lot here to chew on. There's just a few blurbs here and there and nothing to really intrigue you to want to learn more. So what happens now is in the search to answer questions regarding the original Blair Witch Project, here we get no answers. And instead, we get lots more questions. For instance, what's most perplexing is that despite the first film letting us know firsthand that we're watching footage that was found and was released into theaters for us to consume, the presumption was that we were actually watching something that really occurred, and that was the hook. The characters in this 2016 release seem to exist in this world where that footage that was recorded from the older sister's crew has not really been found or released to the public in theaters. People don't really know the full permutations of it. Or if it has, maybe these characters did see the original footage. They did not seem to learn a thing from it other than that there's this house in the woods that they end up unable to find. 
so it's kind of weird when Blair Witch rope and stick symbols appear and these characters really have no callback, no idea what it's supposed to mean. So it has me thinking since the first found footage film features footage that wasn't really found or really that notable. One wonders why and who edited that together. And also it makes you wonder how somebody found the footage within this film, the dilapidated house that no one can get out of once they're inside. How did it get out? Then who found it and was uh, alive to be able to bring it to us in the theater if no one can get out of this house? There are no survivors, presumably. So while the Blair Witch Project will always be the one that kickstarted, for better or worse, mostly worse, the found footage style of filmmaking whereby film studios ended up just merely having an excuse to purposefully deliver zero-budget substandard filmmaking and then hope to recoup their meager investments. Blair Witch Project started a revolution not because everybody wanted to make that kind of film, but because it was so cheap to do and you could get a lot of money for it. You know, if you're if you're going to make a film for under a million dollars and it's going to make $20, $30 million at the box office, they're going to keep making these kinds of movies for sure. Now, for most viewers, there really was no reason to see that film again because its only hook was its novelty. And so, really, this retread of that film and just about every subsequent found footage release that follows offers no reason to see it the first time. So, in grading this, while I feel it was extremely boring and extremely derivative, it's not the worst example of this found footage genre. The problem is... Most people who have seen these kinds of movies before are so fatigued by what they see that there's really no reason for this film to exist. And if it's just going to rehash a lot of the stuff that was done in the 1999 version, except make it look a little bit better and have better sound and better video quality, who cares? I gave the original Blair Witch Project three stars because I didn't think it was a good movie, but it was unique. I'm giving Blair Witch, the 2016 version, only two stars, even though it's not necessarily worse, per se. It's just way, way, way too late to the punch to make any real impact at all as a film. Two stars out of four means it's lacking something vital that makes it at least watchable for somebody who is not an avowed, hardcore, found-footage fanatic. And what it's missing really is something new, something fresh, something original, something to make you want to go to the theater and see something you haven't seen before. It doesn't offer that. Everything that you see in this film is more of the same that we've been getting since the original Blair Witch Project. Not only am I sick of it, I'm just sick of watching all of this shaky cam footage, and I'm sick of these characters that have absolutely no real nuance to them. It's boring, the story is trite and unoriginal, and I hated it. So two stars out of four goes to Blair Witch. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review, even though I basically just trashed it the whole way through. Sorry to offend you if you're a big Blair Witch fan, but I am not, and I definitely would not recommend this to anybody. Anyway, if you want to hear more of my reviews, you can click the subscribe button, and you can also look for the Quipster Film Review Podcast to hear some of my older reviews. Check for it on iTunes or Stitcher or any place else where you want to search for it. And if you happen to be on those sites, you might as well leave a review and let other people know what you think of the show. That's the best way that you can show your support. Also, patreon.com slash quipster if you want to leave a donation and help out with the production of the show. Until next time, thanks everyone for listening. I hope that you enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies and just stay away from found footage movies in general if you can. 